John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. That's right. How's things with you? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, It is right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everything's good here. Uh, It's absolutely boiling. Uh, and also this week, I had a little bit of a moment. I think I think it's a tipping point. What you've got? You've got you've got mental. <laughs> Just attack somebody because <laughs> it's too hot. Uh, it it's coming, but not yet. <laughs> no, I um, no, I, I wanted to leave the house. Often wear sandals when I uh, in this kind of weather, and I went out of the house uh, recently. But as I was putting on my sandals, I realised I still had on my socks. And I think so up not to this beach, point... not beach flip-flops? No, they were kind of like strappy sandals, I suppose. But oh, okay. not like as uncool as you're imagining. <laughs> 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 the type he would wear, yes. <laughs> not um, with socks, though. So, no, well, so normally, up to this point... I would have taken the socks off. But this this time, I don't know why. I just looked at the feet with my socks on and looked at the sandals and thought, I don't care. And I walked to the shops wearing socks and sandals. Feeling American? Yeah, I'm a little bit afraid of where this is going to go next. <laughs> well, no, just uh, it's an American thing, isn't it? American and German sex tourists, just always sandals and socks. <laughs> well, I suppose, yeah, to, I, I'd like to. Uh, you could be mistaken for either, couldn't you, with your blonde hair and your blue eyes? <laughs> I look German. I probably could pass as American, and some might say I look like a sex tourist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's been going on with you? Uh, well, I'm the opposite of being old. I'm 38 years old, and I finally got round to doing my theory driving test. <laughs> So you've actually done it? Yeah, I passed it. Yeah. I got a one question wrong. I love, sorry, I love that little bit of self-evaluation. Just the, yeah. the, the muffled, mumbled, pathetic. Yeah. Well, I did. I had sorry, that awkward thing where, uh, like, because as soon as you do it, they give you the printout straight away because it's all done on a computer. And as I was leaving, um, I got in the lift, the elevator with a, sort of an 18 year old girl who'd obviously just done the test as well and i was like a school kid on results day i was like oh i passed so you know <laughs> how about you and then she did the uh i did the oh i passed only one wrong i only got one wrong i only got one wrong i did 49 <laughs> out of 50 how about you and she did the thing Buffett. where as as we as we'd gone into the elevator i saw that she was reading the actual paper but when we, when i said to her when we were in the elevator i said oh how about you how'd you get on she did the old uh oh i don't know yeah i'm gonna wait till i get home and check <laughs> so, <laughs> oh she knew yeah well i said i said oh you know because i knew that she'd failed but i said to her i said i paid like there's a 12 pound subscription you could pay to the the driving license 
thing and you could use their website for free for like 12 uh, for for one week i said that was really good you know i did it for a week and i passed 49 out of 50 smashed it so i recommend you do that and she went oh you know i've i've paid five pounds i'm using this app on my phone and she showed me this app on her phone and it was like a third party app. it looked crap and i said to her no i should <laughs> use this one it's like on a computer it's like the official government one no i think i'll just stick with the phone and then as we left i thought yeah you stick to your five pound app you loser you failure <laughs> <laughs> well so how much does it cost to take the the theory test 23 quid so, so it's she's, she saved she saved herself seven pounds on the app but she's actually 23 pounds so a quick bit of maths of 23 minus seven is 16 exactly 16 pounds wasted well no because because by the sides of it she's not she's not going to use the app uh, she's not going to use that thing again so she's probably going to fail again. So this is just going to be going on. Crappy little app. To eternity. Yeah. yeah. £23 down the hall. Unlike you, on the other hand, she hasn't paid a bribe to the government. No, true. But, you know, and also I'm 38, so <laughs> in 20 years' time, if she still failed, she could rock up at my door. Because I'm sure she cares where you live. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did follow her home. <laughs> so I know where she lives. <laughs> Oh dear God! Just to just to post just to post through the information and a photocopy of my pass certificate. <laughs> <laughs> this is what forty nine out of fifty looks like, darling. <laughs> anyway, what's on today's show? Apart well, from gotta... shroud and fraud. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get hit by her. <laughs> By her in her driving test car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, on today's show, we've got a packed show as ever. We've got some stand-up comedy from Kelly's and Nickers. We've got some musical comedy from Rob Paravonian. We've got some school days uh, stuff and a whole lot more. But first, this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, now it's time for the new story. So what have you got for me, Sam? Well, I uh, found an interesting article on theguardian.com. The headline is, Worst email ever, Sydney boss apologises for angry all-staff message. We know that some Australians do have a little bit of a temper. Uh, this guy let his out uh, through an email. <laughs> It says, a Sydney boss has apologised for an angry all-staff email that repeatedly accused his employees of, and I quote, getting on my tits. Right. Is that an Australian slang? Well, certainly it's British and... Yeah. Any of our Australian listeners, let us in. Let us know, I guess. <laughs> let us know and, and especially let us know if we're getting on your tits. <laughs> Uh, he said he also he also complained about them playing endless ping pong and likened their taking frequent sick leave to a film about a man dying of AIDS. Right. Uh, it says <laughs> it says Marcus Wood, the director of Mars Recruiting, has owned up as the author of the self-described Gordon Ramsay meets Donald Trump style email rant. <laughs> if if, what a mix. if Gordon Ramsay and Donald Trump were to become one, what do you think they would cook? Ah, uh, well, Donald Trump, he'd probably like to cook about 
five million North Koreans to a crisp with a nuclear strike. <laughs> Is that a bit too political? <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't even mention a sprig of rosemary. <laughs> you've om- you've omitted the Gordon Ramsay element completely. <laughs> oh yeah, well, true. Gordon Ramsay, who would he probably? Uh, well, he's a rager. probably Celtic. Probably half of Glasgow. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know what question you heard. I asked you what would they cook like for dinner. <laughs> uh, uh, steak. <laughs> yeah, the bigliest steak you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it said the original missive titled Friday Observation was sent out last week and then was leaked online. It began, morning guys, quick observation that is really getting on my tits. One. Endless ping-pong during core BD business hours, especially from people with no money on the board. Two, not even bothering to put on a suit or pretending to look the part. Again, with no money on the board. (laughs) Are you getting the feeling he often uses the phrase, no money on the board? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number three, some of you are taking more sick days than Tom Hanks during the dying days of Philadelphia. Again, with no money on the board. Uh, He continued, five or six of you are, and then this is in capitals, five or six of you are really getting on my tits in this office. You are a cost, you are demanding and exhausting, and you don't even look like you are trying. To be fair, turning up to recruitment work, not even wearing a shirt and tie and a suit. You know, in, in Australia, what was that, board shorts and a vest and a thong? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Australian thong, which is footwear, of course, not the uh, yeah the, the sexy undies. No. Although, who knows? Well, they probably wouldn't like that if they didn't have any money on the board. <laughs> With, you're wearing a you're wearing a silky thong with no money on the board. <laughs> uh, he says uh, a name here has been redacted, but someone will talk to you in more detail on Monday. But if five or six of you don't pick up your game massively, you will see your sorry asses fired and slung out of the door in under three months. Oh, that's quite a long time. Yeah, I know that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a long time. He's given him a little bit of leeway. He's obviously uh, can't be that bothered to recruit. <laughs> yeah, even though he works for a recruitment agency. <laughs> <laughs> Who recruits for the recruitment agency? Yeah. <laughs> there must be one. Uh, he said later that day he apologised to staff saying it was clear that he was not, and I quote, not at my loquacious best. It came in a moment of seeing red and most definitely should not have happened. Oh, in recruitment, <laughs> probably the coke, the coke had worn off. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Well, yeah, Mars, Coca-Cola. Yeah, he's just on a caffeine kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this. Mr. Uh, this is uh, his name, Marcus Wood. Woody, thanks for the tip. <laughs> oh, nod to Frank Skinner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. He ha- he's got quite good. He's he, at the end of the story. He's end up. He's got a spokeswoman. All oh, right. Um, yeah. It says a, a spokeswoman for for Marcus Wood explained that his AKA fondness his for wife. The f- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, the spokeswoman explained that his fondness for the phrase "getting on my tits" was because he was from which country? 
Oh, so he's not Australian. No, he's not Australian. Oh, get on my tits. Is oh, England? Well, British. Does it have to be uh, one of the British countries? It's what it is. One of the British countries. You're right. Uh, Northern Irish people are quite angry. I'll say Northern Ireland. Oh, you were so close. Uh, I think he, it would have been no. your second guess. Oh, uh, Scotland. Yeah, Scottish. He was a Scottish uh, guy. He said it says he uses the British colloquialism "getting on my tits" in place of "getting on my nerves." <laughs> uh, yes. To be fair, he has owned up to his mistake. It says, in his follow-up to staff, Wood wrote, I am happy to hold my hands up, and to this end, I wanted to apologise. Obviously, some of you know me pretty well and know that I shoot from the hip, uh, but obviously, oh. others don't. No. <laughs> those, those with no money on the board. <laughs> I heard that uh, living in Australia, that he was, he was really sad because after he became internet famous, his girlfriend left him, and... Then he had to go surfing all by himself because uh, there was no honey on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just really rubbish? Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> that was JNSNG News. What were you like when you were at school? Did you get straight as or were you a fool? John and Sam want to know. They'll feature your story on the show. Tales from teachers are welcome too. You can send the email from the loo. Ring, ring goes the bell. Hi, I'm Matt and this is a story from my school days. Ah, school days long, long ago in a junior high school far away in little-known Tacoma, Washington. It was 1982, Ms. Tollefson's intermediate French class. Not sure if it was for Bastille Day or some other holiday Francais, but we were to each make something for the class festival. A couple of the popular girls immediately took filled crepe Suzette, others quiche, and a few other go-to choices. I decided to make gâteau au chocolat, Pretty sure chocolate cake is fairly universal, but I had a special recipe in mind. Where I'm from, laxative medication is mixed into chocolate, and doses come boxed in 12 square bars. I melted and stirred six boxes into my mix, and brought it in, heartily endorsing friend and foe alike to partake. Within 20 minutes, the anticipated stampede to the labs commenced. I blurted the truth and laughed alone. Frog marched was I to the principal's office for reckoning. Not everyone got the intended diarrhea, as it wasn't very tasty. But this happened to coincide with the Chicago Tylenol poisonings, and everyone was very uncomfortable with product tampering. I wasn't beaten, though that was still an option in those days, but it cost me going on the field trip to Canada and a week's suspension. Thanks for listening. Time for some stand-up comedy. 
Today's comedian is Kelly Zemnikis, a Canadian comedian uh, based in Toronto and born in Montreal. So I guess she speaks French, but fortunately for at least for me and you, John, she performs this set in English. Enjoy. You guys happy with the dating scene in Montreal? <laughs> That's a resounding no. <laughs> Toronto is about the same. I have to say Toronto is about the same. I just find like there's no wooing anymore, you know? There's no romance. I have been single for far longer than I'm going to admit to tonight. But um, yeah, just romance is kind of dead right now, I feel. You know, dating feels like really disposable, you know? Like I'm not a water bottle. I'm a human. Just toss me aside. But I was on a date with a guy recently. We were having drinks at a bar. He left me at the bar for another woman at the end of the bar. What the fuck? I got swipe left in person. Like, I would rather not know this is happening. But, you know, I did what any reasonable human would do, I swiped him right back in the face. Yeah. <laughs> he was surprised I left. How hard did I hit you, buddy? But that was hard, it's hard. You know, like online dating, the messages I get from the fellas, oh boy. On my ride up here, on the train I took from Toronto, I had a guy write me a note saying, I want to take you to brunch and then we're having sex. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I'll do pretty much anything for Eggs Benedict, but a lady has her standards. <laughs> but uh, guys, I will leave you with this. I had this thought recently. You know how like they've got the patch for helping you quit smoking or the gum to chew? Wouldn't it be great if we had one of those for preventing you from texting an ex? <laughs> <laughs> Just slap that on and instantly get those feelings of regret and remorse. <laughs> yeah, but then I realized they do have that, and um, it's called not drinking. <laughs> I'm Kelly the Nickus, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks to Kelly Zemnikis there for that stand-up. You can find out more about her on our website, jonasaminjapan.com. And now... A word from this episode's sponsor. Hello, welcome to Earth Dry Cleaners. I'm Mrs. Sekai. Is your suit dirty? Did you get soy sauce on your jeans? Maybe you sweat a lot on your sheets because Tokyo is very hot in summer. We can help you, so please come to Earth Dry Cleaning. We clean clothes for foreigners. We're happy to clean the clothes for anyone white or black or from other Asian countries like China or Korea or even Thailand and the Philippines. We have nine stores around the Tokyo area so please check out the website for your nearest store. And for the next two weeks, you can use the promotional code EARTHCLEANING at any of our stores and get 50% off your bill. Earth Dry Cleaning in Shibuya we will make you look and smell like a clean Japanese. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question?
Okay, and now time for this episode's burning question, which is, what is the worst or best summer job you've ever had? Have we had any replies, Sam? Yeah, we've had quite a few replies. Uh, one of the ones we had, this does sound like one of the worst jobs you could possibly have. This was from Neil in England, and he said one of his summer jobs was working on a farm. And when he applied for the job, it said there were various duties involved. But actually, it turns out there was one duty involved, and that was literally shoveling shit. (laughs) His jobs were to... And he lists, clean out the pig pen, clean out the sheep pen, clean out all the pens. (laughs) and he said and it was a little bit like you know when you hear the stories about them painting the golden gate bridge they start at one end and by the time they're finished they have to go back and start again yeah yeah. he said basically (laughs) that was his job (laughs) well this this one uh we also had uh, a reply from lisa from england and this is also fecal related (laughs) her job (laughs) what is it with our listeners her job was even worse. I th- well, for me, I would say it's worse. Uh, she spent an entire summer inserting old people's collapsed rectums. <laughs> so she said she was working at an old people's home and somehow her job, Presum- her job pres- became... Sorry, presumably she means reinserting. <laughs> yeah, people's collapsed... Pro- well, prolapsed anus, is it called? So she says, yeah, um, somehow she got... She was known as the person who could do it <laughs> so that was her summer <laughs> job putting all people's bums back inside <laughs> oh dear god so if she was yeah. a member of the x-men she would literally be bum back girl <laughs> yeah. um, we had one from a guy called uh, andy from ireland and he said he had uh, the best summer job in the world he was put in charge of the gambling machines at a theme park all oh, right and he got to he got to hire all of his friends and they just skimmed off the top of the machines. Oh, so when he says best job, what he means is that really he was part of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about for you? Uh, sorry, I just wanted to confirm. You didn't say his last name, did you? I wouldn't want him to... Uh... No, Andy Andy in Ireland, po- not Andy Andy, in, Andy Ireland. in Ireland, postcode CR9-5FW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how, how about for you? Uh, yeah, I've had loads of bad jobs, but uh, I think my my best summer part-time job, and it was made all the sweeter for a particular reason, but my I, I li- my hometown was Epsom in England. There was the Epsom, well, there is the Epsom Derby, big horse race. And so many people come that all the farmers near that area, they open up their fields to use as a car park. And each car is charged like five pounds. And the fields are massive. So these farmers are making you know, thousands of thousands of pounds that day. So my friend, uh, Hamish, his family knew one of these farmers. So he was always given kind of the job of manning the gate, taking the money from these cars. And every year he could have someone help him. And one year there was, uh, I wanted to do it. And my friend Paul wanted to do it. And we did, we tossed a coin to see who would be given the honour of this job. And it was a really desirable job because you were paid 15 pounds an hour. That's like, wow. Yeah, that's what, 3,000 yen, $30 an hour. When you're 15, you're talking 20 years ago, that's serious money. It's a whole day job. Yeah. So there was a toss of the coin, heads and tails, up yours, Paul. <laughs> Sam's the winner. Sam gets to go and do it. <laughs> and then what was made even better was usually my friend Haim, who kind of gets his job, he would have the cushy part of it where he would sit at the gate and take the money. 
and the other person would show the cars where to park. But in this case, because I'd never done it before, the guy who owned the field said it would probably be better for me to stay at the gate and take the money and for Hamish to spend the whole day running around a field guiding cars into parking spaces. Nice. So I literally sat in the shade, enjoying a nice summer afternoon, earning £15 an hour. Wonderful. Oh, if, if only they'd invented iPhones <laughs> yeah, by then. Yeah. yeah. Played Snake on the Nokia. I know. But do you know what? Even if I had an iPhone, nothing could have been better than me watching my good friend running around a field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I've had quite a few rubbish jobs. Uh, in England, I once did three days through an agency working in a UHT factory behind Strangeways Prison. So you, that uh, was awful. So UHT for non-UK milk. UHT milk. Long life milk, isn't it? Long life milk factory yeah. uh, behind Strangeways Prison. And it was awful because the milk part of it, you were stood and you were really cold because it was obviously refrigerated. And then from there, you'd have to go and stand uh, at the furnace end of it where they <laughs> melted plastic to wrap the to wrap the UHT. So you ended up really, really cold, then really, really hot, then really, really cold. And your fingers got covered in burning plastic. Uh, so yeah, I did that for three days. Uh, I'd have preferred to be in strange ways, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you'll uh, end up there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> This is J&S in J weather. And not surprisingly, it's still f***ing hot. That was J&S in J weather. Okay, and now it's time for some musical comedy from Rob Paravonian. He's an Illinois comedian, and this song is called Tech Support for Mum and Dad. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, this song, uh, this next song is a song that I sing whenever I go visit my mom, and uh, maybe you sing it to yourself when you visit your parents, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> Doing tech support for mom and dad, cause I'm from the freaking future. <laughs> Every time I visit them, I have to fix their damn computer. They should have a service plan, but they're too frugal. They think I know my stuff, but I just use Google. Seriously, just Google the problem, you'll find a solution out there somewhere. <laughs> But don't go to Yahoo Answers, those people are idiots. <laughs> but I really should help mom because she helped me with college. And since I have a lit degree, I have to prove I have useful knowledge. And it gives me the chance to go in and erase all those old embarrassing family photos. You know the ones where you're naked taking a bath in the sink? <laughs> Try to find it now, I put it in a protected directory, you don't have the right permissions. <laughs> Text Whenever I visit them, they get glad Cause I'm the only geek they had Tech support for mom and dad Retry tech support for mom and dad Re-enter tech support for mom and dad Great song from Rob Paravoni in there Love that one. If you want to find out more about his work, you can go to his website, which is robprocks.com. Also, I'd like to say thanks to everyone else who contributed to today's show. Uh, that's Matt Perkins at School Days. Uh, of course, the stand-up co comedy from Kelly Zemnikis, 
And also I'd like to say thanks again to Ruben VM who provides a lot of the music for this show. Uh, recently he released a new song. Uh, you can find that on YouTube and all over the internet. Uh, type in Okomediaki and you'll find it easily or just Ruben VM. Uh, you can find links to all of their stuff at our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. Okay, and I'm not going to bother asking you to give us five stars because Sam said that we're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> but if you want to send us... <laughs> it's only because they don't bother. <laughs> and nobody sent us any money either. Um, well, that's what but I told you. If you want to send us anything interesting, please get in contact, johnandsaminjapan.com. Uh, next episode's burning question is, what's the most lost you've ever been? And I think, is that it, Yeah, Sam? I think that's all from us. Okay, catch, catch you later. later. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.